Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. It means we're back in studio today. The boys are here. Yeah, we're here in studio. Indoors. This is the one day. Mm. Tomorrow we're at ABQX. What? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, let's go. It's yeah. a throwing Thursday tomorrow at ABQX. Oh, yeah. You and Chris Burnett will be on site tomorrow. Chris Burnett, you ever thrown an axe before? He's uh he's just nodding his head. That's bad radio. So he says yes. I've thrown an axe many a time. Okay, there you go. So he's thrown an axe many. We a time. said axe, not X. Ooh, just to be clear. Ooh, the old ball and chain. What if I held my voice like that all the time? Uh, we wouldn't be doing this for very long. Four to seven, no, four to six fifteen tomorrow at ABQX. Come hang out with Van and Chris. I will not be there because of the holiday weekend. Well, let's be real. I'm going to be there way after six fifteen. Yeah, you, I know how you be. Yeah, red door beers. Come on, uh, throwing axes, sipping uh, some, sipping some oat sodas, sipping some. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, uh, hitting some bullseyes. Yeah. A bullseye. You know, I've thrown axes before ABQ Axe became a friend of the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Carlsbad, New Mexico. A little rural action. That's what we do on the weekends. Did I ever tell you how I grew up? You know a little bit about my family. I guess maybe the friend of the show doesn't. Okay. So my father is super weird. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So he was a... Um, I could have swore it would skip a generation. No. Yeah. So he would do, like, historical reenactments and stuff. <laughs> okay. I talked to you about this yeah, on it's air. It's a different kind of weird yeah. view. So he would do... This is real, Tyler. He would do, like, rendezvous. So he would go and, like, set up, like, like an old canvas tent, and he would he would work leather, and um, and there would be there would be rendezvous games. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, let me... I'm gonna That's try to, not... What the word rendezvous means to me. It's called a rendezvous. Is it? Yeah. Huh. It, it's I thought like, this one, like you meet up with your ex, you got a couple drinks in you, you yeah. send that text message, then it's you have like, a little rendezvous. That's called a, that's called a regret of re, a boo. Okay. Yeah. So this is like, uh, th- think like, uh, this is like frontier days, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This is like pi- uh, pioneer play. Historical reenactments I am familiar with. Yeah, which that is another. This canvas tent rendezvous. Yeah. I am not. So what they would do is they would go to these old French forts and they would set up. (laughs) I'm not joking at all. I love every word you're saying. Up and down the Mississippi Basin. And they would set up these, like, it would be in little towns, like little festival towns. Also, this was a lot of weed. Yeah. There's a lot of weed involved in this. Is there? There was. Well, you got to clear the weeds to put down your canvas. Clear tent. the weeds. Yeah. So it would be in like weird, like Murfreesboro, like like Tennessee, and you'd be like, "Where are we at? What is going?" So, anyways, long story short, so at these things, they would have like sh- like shoot a recurved bow and arrow, throw an axe, um, lasso Recumbent? things. What? What's that? Recumbent. Recurve. Recurve. Yeah. So a recurve bow and arrow. 
is uh, like a, like an old timey one. That's like Robin Hood. Okay. Not like a compact bow and arrow compound. Not like a compound one where it has two pulley systems to take the weight off you. This is a this is a pull. This is a draw and release. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is leaning towards the target. I can tell you all these things because I'm so incredibly good at the recurved bow and arrow <laughs> because of my weird father. So anyways, long story short, he led the historical reenactment of the Lewis and Clark expedition up the Mississippi River to to for the mapping of the Louisiana Purchase. Do you know what I'm talking about? Unfortunately, yes, I do. <laughs> so he led that. Okay. He uh, in period piece boats. Okay. They forged rivers. Okay. He's super weird. Long story short, again for the third time, I'm pretty good at throwing axes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Come and, see it at ABQS and, re- and recurve bows. <laughs> Recurved bows. There's no recurve bows at ABQX. Not to my knowledge. Yet. There's an archery place in town. There is. I've been to it. I messed around there before. I took my kiddo for her birthday one time. Uh, I went on a breakup date. Oh, really? Yeah. You went. You broke up with somebody at a place where there's weapons? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Ballsy. I was like, bullseye, don't see this going anywhere. Uh, okay. Wow. That's Excellent. I, that's, you can mm-hmm. have that one, Tyler. Wow. Put that in your set. Gotcha. Tyler, if you did a whole set on weird like dates that I've been on, you'd be the most successful comedian because it's all local. Yeah. It's all hyper-local stuff. So, like, what, like, we're about on 420, boys. We're live from Marble in the Northeast Heights. Love that. On 420. Also another place with no bow and arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Also a place where I believe there's parking lot footage of me doing weird stuff. Mm. Like, don't, like. For now, I'm your bow, but I don't want to compound my unhappiness. Write that one down. So Tyler. we should break up. Tyler, write that one down. <laughs> write that one down. Yeah. It's bow as in B-E-A-U, Tyler. Bow. Tyler. Yeah, bow. the French spelling. Yeah. That's not how you spell bow. <laughs> I hope so. I just said it out loud. You know, I got second place in the Eddie County spelling bee when I was in fifth grade. Which county? I'm pretty good. Eddie County. That's where... How do you uh, spell that? Or sixth grade? Uh, E-D-D-Y. Mm. Yeah. Not like the uh, the tributary. Not that kind of... Well, the way you spell it, you're going to be like E-D-A-A-U. Like Edu. Like the French cologne? Yes. Okay. Albuquerque turned out last night for Ice Toast Baseball. <laughs> yeah, baby. Hey, do you want to see my impression of everyone that showed up five minutes after the gate opened? Do you want to see my impression of them? Okay. Yeah. Are there any blankets left? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, are there are there any blankets left? You want to hear my impression yeah. an hour after they showed up to the uh, game? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's their teeth chattering. That's their teeth chattering because it was freaking cold. It was literally the coldest uh, baseball game ever played in Albuquerque last night. It was the coldest opener. That's what I just said. In Albuquerque. Close enough. What did you say? The clo- uh, it was the coldest home opener. Yeah. Not the coldest game ever. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Coldest home opener. What we did was set records. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, you know what record we beat? What's that? It's not a record. Okay. But even in this horrible, inclement weather, uh-huh. more people showed up to watch the Albuquerque Isotopes than the Oakland Athletics yesterday. The Albuquerque Isotopes, in this horrible weather, had more people in the stands than the Oakland Athletics. That is pathetic. Do you know the exact numbers, or is this just the eyeball test? Oh, I looked it up earlier. I didn't memorize oh, okay. each. Well, what was it close? I can do it right now. Yeah, pull that out for me. Because I didn't, I didn't get like the email on the total attendance yesterday. It was definitely over 2,000 because I heard so many people go, can I... Uh, 
Can I get a blanket? No. The blankets are gone. The bl- you have to line up early. Do you see how many people were lined up early for the Ice Tubs game yesterday? Thousands. Thousands. I would say hundreds. No, I saw it. Yeah? I physically saw it with my own eyes. Did you get an official count of how many people were in line waiting for blankets? So you know what I did was is I did three long strides because I know that's like approximately 12 feet. And then I multiplied that by how many uh, feet I believed I could have walked. And then I counted the number of people within that section of feet. And that is how I came up with thousands. You know how people stand in lines, though. That's not When consistent. it's cold? Like the width? They were, they were, it, it was the compact. Girth, yeah. The girth of that line? The, they were, it was kind of wavy. They were piled in there like the way all those snakes were in, in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Oh, I thought you were going to say on the MF plane. Oh, like in the in, yeah. the in the luggage and the storage. Yeah, we were coming back from L.A. the other uh, day. Uh, we were in L.A. We we're at WrestleMania, uh, not you, Tyler. SoFi Stadium. Uh, you, you didn't South get to go to that. So we were out there, right? And California. Uh, oh, California. Yeah, L.A. California. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was in Orange County. We we're in. Was it? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't really know the county system out there. So we were coming back, and me and Chris Burnett are sitting in the back of the plane. Um, because we're insane in the back of the plane. So as we're sitting back there, we're watching the luggage being handled. We're watching the luggage being taken off the plane. Are you familiar with this process, man? Yeah, they do it all the time. But, uh, Almost every flight. Basically every flight this yeah. happens. Almost every yeah, flight. Yeah, unless it ends up in the Hudson River, like the luggage comes off. So they're unloading the luggage from the plane, and me and Chris Burnett see them throw like a puppy carrier, like clear from the rolly... Like, like whatever that thing is called. What's the rolly thing called? You just said it. Yeah, the rolly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the, like, the the tractor with the trailer on it. But it's not a tractor trailer because that's a different, like, like thing. So, Chris, you were there. Was there a puppy inside of this? Was there a puppy inside of this carriage, this cage that got thrown across? I couldn't tell if there was a puppy in there or not. There was, but if there was, that puppy wasn't doing too good. They, why would you put your puppy in the in the storage part of the plane? I feel like it should go in the people part of the plane. Well, I think if you don't have your little uh, therapy dog permit, it has to go in the bottom of the hey, plane. We dead ass saw a therapy horse yesterday. Did they throw Again, it the Fred, that was, it- was not a horse. What was it? It's called a Great Dane. Dog, this yeah. dog was humongous. It said medical dog on the side of it. I thought it said Marmaduke dog. This dog was so big, Tyler. People out there just like putting dogs in seats. Huge dog. Van, seriously, how tall was this dog? It was six foot tall. It, well, if you if you made it stand up, it uh, probably would have been seven foot it tall. It was seven foot tall standing up. but it's Standing like dog style? Like if it was standing. It was four, three and a half feet tall. If it was, if it was standing Snoop Dogg style, like doggy style, like what would, how tall is that? Uh, four and one quarter feet tall. Dog, that dog was dog on it pretty big. That was the biggest. I don't know what therapy that dog provided. I, okay, we're on the same page here, and I didn't want to Unless question it's anything. Like fear therapy, like children scaring therapy, like Cujo. Yes, yes. And like, here's the thing: that dog had a little petable face, and everyone's trying to walk up to it, but you can't. You can't. And everyone you don't pet a therapy dog. You don't pet a therapy dog. Everyone knows that now. Everyone is, there are a couple social norms that people will come to as a flock to, to, to berate you. Yeah. That's one thing that's, we could all agree yeah, on. Like somebody, all right, here, here, the, all right, today's I-9 varsity. 
Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of social norms that will just get you railroaded, okay? So okay, you, I like this a yeah, lot. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I agree. So railroading social norms, okay? That's what today's I-9 Varsity is. We'll do the I-9 Varsity. I don't know what you want to do, like 530? I-9 Varsity, 530 today. There's a like some 545. I think we've got a special guest at 530. Oh, do we? I think we do. Well, you didn't tell me they that. They could join us. You want to say their name, or are we just trying to leave this open for... It's a secret. The what? It's, this is my show. It's a secret special guest. Do you, what are you doing? Why are you using Until it? Until I get confirmation that it's not a secret anymore. All right, so you're saying we got something in the works. Correct. Yeah. A little inside baseball for the friend of the show. We have, like, a production rule here to where it's like, if you call us, like, I, what what's, like, afternoon? If you call us afternoon on a show day, we're probably going to say no to you. Now, if we call you, that's a different story. Right. If we call you last minute, like, like first of all, say thank you that we're calling. But then after that, but you're saying you're last minute efforting a 530. Can they just join you tomorrow at ABQX, the intersection of San Mateo and Osuna? They might do both. Dang. And Friday at Isotopes. Double dang. And Saturday at Duran Central Pharmacy. Double trip. Why are you at Duran Central Pharmacy? Because I'll be hungover. I need some huevos rancheros. You're also doing a little fashion. It's not nothing to do with the show. I'm, I'll just be there. You're also doing a little fashion show on Saturday for Watermelon Mountain Ranch. Okay? Yeah, baby. That's going to be. Um, I'll be reading dogs' Tinder bios. I did their. I, did, I emceed the one they did at Marble, and it was a uh, just a laugh. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. Funniest thing ever. They dressed dogs up like costumes just was it i mean did it everything go smoothly or was it rough <laughs> was it <laughs> also saturday gladiators football saturday is that correct yes god that's gonna be, be doing crazy. a dog fashion show correct with watermelon mountain ranch correct. raising some muppy some money for some pupperinos oh, trying to get some pupperinos adopted some punny we need some and then going straight out to the real rancho event center i will meet you there hang out with the duke city gladiators i will be there saturday night with you stoked yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun we're going so hard Set. what what we missed the home opener that was stupid. so we got to make up for it because we we're in law. We were in Allah. Allah. But we'll be out there. Who are they playing? It's always an Arizona team. There's so many Arizona it's like teams. Like forties. Arizona needs to chill out. There's so many Arizona teams. So we'll be out there at the Duke City Gladiators. Come hang out with us. We'll be hanging out there. I got I got varsity baseball all weekend up in New Mexico Highlands. I got to be up there tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. And I'm not that guy, but I'm about to be that guy for a second. And I know we're up against the break, Tyler, so I'll try to squeeze in real quick. I get Easter. Like, I get it. Like, I get that that's, like, living right here in America, that's the cool God. Like, that's the one we're going to celebrate. Yeah. Like, all the other celebrations for other gods that are sure, that sure, seem sure. weird for yeah. whatever reason. We uh-huh. don't celebrate that. Hear me out. Hey, the United States of America doesn't have an official religion. I mean, come on. Well, we have the Kennedy God. Hey, guys, come on. Yeah, so moving forward, I'm just going to call it the Kennedy God. So we're celebrating Easter on Sunday, so we can't play baseball. We can't play baseball because of this. Not with that attitude. Well, here's what I'm saying. I am accustomed to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. I enjoy the Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule of baseball. It's lovely. It's lovely. But instead, I get this sweet bonus of getting to go to the Duke City Gladiators game on Saturday night. Then on Sunday, what am I doing? Easter egg hunt at Isotopes Park? Are you kidding me? <sighs> so stoked. Am I currently living the best time of my life? Also, as a guy who doesn't, like on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being none at all, 10 being very personally, 
I'm like I'm like a hard two on like knowing God. Okay. Like I'm just not there. Yeah, because you won't do psychedelic drugs with me. That okay. I would like for you to meet God. She's a wonderful lady. Every time we go to, to do psychedelic drugs together, you turn on like weird Lilith Fair music, and I'm like, I'm not in. That's the opposite of what I do. I'm not in on that. <laughs> also, as a guy like you, who's like very personable, but also a little too penetrative, why don't you ask Tyler to go? Tyler will say yes. Tyler is a yes man. That is not true. Huh? What? Ask Tyler. <laughs> okay. You don't celebrate Easter, right, Tyler? It's part of that thing. That no, know? I don't. I do not. Celebrate. No, because of the <coughs> belief system Tyler came up in. That's what I'm saying. I just I don't know how the Kennedy God got all these like. Why can't we just special let's, accommodations? Let's, let's all share. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Jesus was a Jew, allegedly, and even in the book, it's been agreed upon. All of the books say it. I don't know if any of those books are universally like. Honestly, he was. I think technically he was Jewish until Easter Sunday when he was risen. Don't quote me. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. We need like, but also we need the explain it like I'm five version. Mm-hmm. Like, Please. don't talk to me like I know the names of the characters. Don't talk to me like I. If there's like prerequisites to any of these stories, I don't want to know. I know there's like a 30-year gap and there were nothing happened, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, like his late teen and early 20s years, like I want to know where what was going on with JC. Where'd he go? I want to know why Los Angeles Chargers just told Austin Eckler to shut up and play football. Oh, no. And we'll get into that whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Until 6.15 today, Josh Sushan will be joining us at 6. Do a little bit of crossover. What a dude. He crushed it last He's night. He's so funny. He wore a suit. He always wears a suit on opening day. On opening day. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cold he had a double button, Tyler. Is that true? Like, we weren't saying it on air because we weren't trying to discourage him anyone being there. Right. It was dead-ass cold no, yesterday. It was, it was insane. It was insane. I don't know. Y'all were standing out. Y'all were, y'all were soldiering. All right, my 530 tease just came through, my friend. All right, give me what it is. Friend of the show, friend in real life. Okay. Owner-operator. Uh-huh. Head brewer. What? At Teller Vodka. Oh, shut up. Excuse me. Head distiller. How okay. dare me? Yeah, you're an idiot. Chris Lurig is going to join us. Oh, is he coming in studio? He is. Oh, my And he's God. bringing a friend. Let's go. Local friend of the show, Kyle Beaterwolf, president of Young Professionals of Albuquerque. What's his name? Kyle Beaterwolf. That's a strong name. Beaterwolf. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. I got it down. Kyle Beaterwolf and Chris Lurig will join us at 530. Talk about some cool stuff Young Professionals of Albuquerque you're going to do in the community. So how you could help. If you want to, no pressure. You're no longer a young professional of Albuquerque because you're in your 40s? Correct. I'm not a young anything ever. I'm still in the mix. You're desperately clinging to the rest of your 30s. I know. Tell every uh, girl in her 20s I match with on Tinder. It's like, you got like a year and a half of this. Yeah, and then they're all gone. Yep. Adios. All of them. There's a few, you know, curious, you know, daddy issue girls in their 20s. Like, I'm going to get with the guy in the 40s. It smells like my dad. Deal. What is that cologne? WD-40. <laughs> it's called hard work. Yeah, don't you know? Yeah, it's called bootstraps. Uh-huh. It's called a high credit score. <laughs> Tyler's like, 
I got daddy issues, apparently. <laughs> Chargers are refusing to discuss a new contract with Austin Eckler. He described it as a quote-unquote punch in the face, Van. <sighs> Why is the best wide receiver in the league playing running back, number one? And then after that, yeah, they're not going to negotiate with you. They don't know how to pay someone that does it the way you do it. No one ever has and no one ever will again play this position the way that you're playing it. They are dumbfounded. Now, hear me out. This is going to be controversial. Controversial. You're actually mad at Austin. You're mad at Austin Eckler's mom because she allowed him to grow up to be a running back and should have persuaded him earlier in his career to become a wide receiver, and this is all her fault? Is that what you're going to say? Is that what controversial is? He's already under contract. He's not a free agent. You're making a good point. He's not... There's no reason for him not to show up. Hey, if you're really worried about your contract, you can talk. But if your team's not talking, hear me out. It's because you are already under contract. You know, for six point two five million dollars with a one and a half million dollar signing bonus. He should first of all, he should have double that. That's a real number. He should have double that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But you know when he should get double? When his contract's up and he's a free agent. You know who else this happened to? Melvin Gordon. This happened exactly to Melvin Gordon, this exact same way, where he was like, pay me early, and they were like, no, no, Butterfingers. Well, I mean, you know where the Chargers learned this from in the first place? Where they learn it from? The city of San Diego. The city <laughs> of angels. If you don't pay us money and build us a stadium, we're going to leave. Lonely cool. I Adios. I mean, our contract's up in two years. You better start negotiating with the city of San Diego or we're going to leave. Yeah, okay, bye. Uh, next year, the contract's up, city of San Diego. Um, you, what, what are you thinking? Going to get some taxpayer money? No. Bye. We do talk about this a lot about San Diego, too. Same thing with Austin Eckler. I learned, I learned it from you, Dad. Yeah, it's because of you, Dad. It's your fault. Running back's career earnings tap out at $25 million, Dad. And the Los Angeles Superchargers know this. Sure. There's going to be what is called a drastic drop-off here. My man needs to get paid. Here's how you do it. Don't play. Do not play football. Stop playing football. I think I, I got a big problem. Got to get more money first. The problem is Austin Eckler is nice. Oh, incredibly nice. Friend of the show, Austin Eckler. Uh, fr- Frequent contributor to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. He is the dude. That Austin Eckler, always helping out his community. That's why he wants more money, to give more money back to his community, because that's the kind of dude he is. But I got a problem, Austin. Uh, you're under contract for almost $8 million. He's leading the NFL in tutties the last few years. He needs to make the most money in the NFL. That's it. He's like the best at everything that uh-huh. doesn't involve throwing a ball. He would also he would currently be the best at returning kicks if that was still part of the game, but the NFL like correctly got rid of that aspect of the game. Good for them. Safety. Allegedly safety. I don't really know. You know what I think it is? I think it's to allow like big arms and big players to have opportunities at the end instead of like like weird, lazy special teams. Yeah. Which I, whoever the new Devin Hester is. We had this talk yesterday about Conor McGregor. There's not a new Devin Hester, okay? There was only ever one Devin Hester. Devin Hester was the best football player in the NFL in 2006, his rookie yeah. year of football. Sure. Not even close. That'll never, ever 
be reincarnated. Cor- Corduroy Peterson is pretty close. He's not what he was, though. Yeah. That, that 2006 Devin Hester just showed up. Special teamer. Carried Rex Grossman to the freaking Super Bowl. That's pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah. Started the year as a cornerback, then somehow got listed as a wide receiver wearing a 20 number. Then, as it turns out, he's only a dude. When you looked at the roster, it said dude, multiple U's. Not me and you, but like in the spelling. Mm-hmm. That guy could go. He's the best to ever do it. When I say ever do it, I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about his one specific thing. Yeah, his one specific thing. Yeah. He tried really hard at that thing that no one else was trying at, and he killed he it. killed it. Yeah. If there's a wide receiver right now who's catching 100 balls, leading the league in tutties and doing that thing, already paid. And just for some reason, Austin Eckler wears the wrong number on his jersey, and he lines up out of the backfield sometimes. You go to Justin Herbert right now, and you're like, hey, should they pay that guy? Here's what Austin Eckler needs to do. He needs to go to the quarterback, and you need to have the quarterback say that, he's my running back. That's what he has to do. So hear me out. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Did the San Diego, now Los Angeles Chargers, physically force Austin Eckler to sign his four-year, $24.5 million contract? Uh, Or was this thing consensual? Outperformed, my man. He is outperforming it. I'm pro-labor. You you and I had a business relationship with an entity here in town where we outkicked the coverage. Mm -hmm. As we often do. It happened. And we went straight to the negotiation table and we said, hey, you thought we were going to be on this yard line, but we're all the way out the back of the end zone. Let's do it again. Let's literally run it back. I'm not apologizing for being number one. Can't. And Austin Eckler can't. lies the crowd. Austin Eckler can't either. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about. Uh, it was in um, uh, Fair Verona that we all signed this. I don't care about that. I care about what I currently know. And one dude is the best dude at that thing, and he deserves to get paid like the best dude. I know that. Yeah. Pay him. And they have to. Or hear me out. Yeah. He's a free agent after this year, and he could sign with anyone. He can't do that yet because he's under contract, a contract that he already signed. Well, and he's gonna, you're going to end up with a uh, Lamar Jackson sitch. Franchise. Which, well, you're going to end up – it's going to be the end of the season. The L.A. Superchargers are going to be in the mix. And then all of a sudden, Austin Eckler's like, oh, my neck, my back, my crack. Like, he's going to say all these things. I don't think he's that dude. Did you think Lamar was until last year? You yeah. did not. Well, you, Lamar was actually hurt. See, that's what you say every time, and I'm telling you it wasn't. Because the only thing that matters is money. Franchise tag is a $2 million raise for him. Two and a quarter million dollar raise. Cool. But also, allegedly, the L.A. Superchargers offered him two years and 14 million guaranteed. Wide receiver franchise tag. There we go. 19.74 million and 11 million dollar raise. He's listed on the roster as a running back. He's the best at two positions. Mm-hmm. You got to put a hybrid in here just for him. Also, in your defense, and I hate agreeing with you in this very exact moment. Yes. Linebackers franchise tags are too high what are they 20.93 million shut up for why highest the highest paid defensive position over defensive ends over cornerbacks and safeties the least paid one in the league is safety the least paid position in the league is running back it's crazy to me by a lot tight ends get paid more than running backs friend of the show 
listen to us right now. You got a kid right now in Pop Warner. You got a kid in youth football. You got a kid playing high school. You got a kid who's a real athlete, and the coach is like, hey, that's my running back. You look them right in the eye. You stare across whatever the thing is where you meet with coaches, FaceTime. I don't know how you meet with coaches. What? And you say, my kid's a wide receiver. My kid is not a running back. My kid does not need to have unathletic human beings fall on him. My kid needs to go outside, at worst, the slot, catch passes in open space, fall down, or run out of bounds. That's the only way to do it. I mean, if you're the least paid thing, you're going to start trying to be that thing? Don't try to be that thing. Yeah. Also, there's a weird stigma. You remember when we were kids and you'd get like a stupid substitute teacher and they'd be like, if you don't do well in school, you'll be a garbage man. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Sure. That's this. The garbage man makes twice as much as you, though. The substitute teacher. Rakes! With, with better <laughs> benefits and a pension. Yeah. You know what he is? And tenure. And he's off by three every day. Yeah. Like, and if, if he signed up for his job when he's 18, he's retired at 38. Living it. While you are exactly 38, mm-hmm. substitute teacher, telling me I'm going to be a loser. And you know you're waiting for the summer substitute teacher and you're 39 years old. Garbage man's taking his boat down to Elephant Butte and he's hanging out for a couple of days because he freaking can. Yeah. High school kids listening to us right now who are walking home from school Become with us in your man. earbuds. Become a garbage man yeah. immediately. Forget college. Don't go. You don't want to. Unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, those are fine. work for the city. Uh-huh. Retire when you're 38. I agree. Yeah, travel the world. You know what's. You Start know, a real estate business. It's a fun job to patch potholes. Yeah. I have done it. It's a lot of fun. You get to play with big old toys. You get to put your headphones hey, in. Hey, little kiddo. Hey, 17-year-old. Hey, 17-year-old and, and younger. Right. Remember when you're playing in the sandbox? That's when you're life. a kid and you played with cranes and front loaders and tractors? Ass. They will pay you handsomely to do that. Correct. And you could retire before you have gray hair. And most of the time, you're just hanging out because you're waiting also, on someone else to shovel something. Also, I'm kind of talking to you, Tyler. You hear? You listen? Yeah, Tyler, to you, you dialed into you this. Still time? got options. You got, a, you got a chance here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get a Brock umbrella. Put it on top of your head. Whenever we get back, Tyler explains what he believes a Brock umbrella is without <laughs> Googling it. Stokes. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports and. Welcome back to the program. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610 Sports Animal. Thank you for joining us. We know you have a lot of options for entertainment as it relates to this time of day and your broadcast opportunities. And for us choosing us, that's, uh, that means the world to us. So thank you. All right, Tyler, jump back on the mic real quick. I know you're sliding Chris in there. Tyler, what is a Brock umbrella without any describers or personal understandings, Tyler? What do you believe a Brock umbrella is? I don't know. I believe it's some kind of maybe hat that would support an Obama campaign? That's uh, you were on to something it's not, there. Yeah, it's not actually, so close. That's not very far from correct. The Barack umbrella is an umbrella hat, so that is very correct. Uh, made famous by uh, St. Louis Cardinals leadoff batter and base stealing phenom Lou Brock. Uh, he patted in the style and earned a spot in Cooperstown uh, in the same year. So there you go, Brock umbrella. Second answer was one of those hats with the little spinny wheels on the top of it. So equally close. That yeah, honestly would have been my first guess. I wore a Brock umbrella for a lot of years, man. I was telling you this. So I, I grew up in a place with a lot of rivers. Mm-hmm. So when I would go out on the canoe, on the canoe, I'd wear a Brock umbrella. Also, um, you could wear them to like play softball because it was funny. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could do, you could do a lot of things with them, and people would be like, "That's stupid," but it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want skin cancer? Because that's how you get skin cancer. No one. You know who that. doesn't have it? Lou Brock. That- <laughs> I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There are other reasons you probably I'm doesn't confident have skin cancer. Other medical reasons? No. That's it. That's the one. That's it. Got a history of running backs in the draft in the first round. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So we were talking about Austin Eckler. Uh-huh. And we were like, okay, running backs. Here's the last time a team took a running back in the first round of the draft, okay? Jacksonville and Pittsburgh both did it two years ago. So there were none last year, okay? Okay. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs did it in 2020. Okay. That was your boy out of LSU. Bust. The Raiders did it in 2019. That's that Jacobs catch. Josh Jacobs, that one hit. The Patriots, the Giants, and the Seahawks, 2018. Okay. I I couldn't tell you who these guys were. Saquon Barkley? Oh, that tracks, yeah. The Panthers in 2017. Dallas in 2016. That was your boy from Ohio State. Both L.A. teams in 2015. Now, keep in mind, what I'm about to say, we're now back 10 years. Mm-hmm. We're now to the 10-year point. Not a lot. Cleveland, Tampa Bay, 2012. That would have been um, uh, the hamster. What was his name? Muscle hamster. Muscle hamster. <laughs> New Orleans Saints in 2011, which I believe was Deuce McAllister. The Buffalo Bills in 2010, which I believe was Marshawn Lynch. Is that correct? The Detroit Lions, 2010. Now we are almost 15 years ago, Van. The Cardinals, the Broncos, the Colts, all in 2009. The Titans, 2008. The Vikings, 2007. No one took anyone in 2006. Bears, Dolphins, 2005. Oh, my God, dude, we're way back there now. That Bears pick? Was that Rashad Salam? I have no idea who that was. I remember that only because that's so long ago. I had his rookie card. Cincinnati Bengals, 04. Falcons, 2002. Ravens, 2000. That Ravens pick was Jamal Lewis. That one actually ended up working out pretty good. 49ers, are you ready for this? 1994. Green Bay Packers, 1990. New York Jets, 1990. Philadelphia Eagles, 1986. Washington Guardians, 1967. And the Houston Texans have never taken a running back in the first round. This position does not matter. It only matters if you got, like, a top three guy. CMC, is that the last dude you would have taken in the first round? You know, I wouldn't have taken Josh Jacobs, but he panned out. Like, overall, like, since 2000, look how many actual dudes there are. I got the names. Are you ready? Sean Alexander. Jamal Lewis, Ladanian Tomlinson, Larry Johnson for like three years, Willis McGahee for like three years, Stephen Jackson for like three years. Well, but hold up. Stephen Jackson wasn't that dude. For a couple years he was. All right, let me rephrase yeah. this. Like career, like Yeah, dudes, you're right, you're right. You're dudes, dudes. Yeah. Okay. Marshawn Lentz, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson. That was a nice stretch, 07, 08. 
but just bust after bust after bust after bust oh. after bust after bust after bust after bust after bust. Okay, Mark Ingram going Good with career going with just the last time they took a first round draft pick. Not all of the first round draft picks because mm-hmm. I I don't necessarily know how fair of an analyzer that is, but I get that. Because I would think traditionally, if you're a team who missed a lot, you're going to have to get a new one there. You're going to have to. It's like the Jaguars took the ETN kid. Yeah. He's been hurt. Jury's out. Jury's out. Najee Harris for the Steelers, stud. Mm -hmm. Stud. Clyde Edwards. Also hurt. Also hurt. Yeah. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Bust. They won a Super Bowl. Not with him. Good point. Yeah. Their seventh round pick from last year was a starting running back. Also, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, who didn't get a snap? <laughs> Josh Jacobs, pretty good. Yeah, dude. The the Patriots probably missed pretty bad on Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Saquon Bartley, stud. Stud when he's healthy. Rashad Penny. Um, Keeps getting jobs. Fair to Midland. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, this is an interesting one with Christian McCaffrey because uh, old boy that was in Carolina, uh, Getterman. Is that his name? Gettleman? Getterman? Gettle. Gettleman. He took Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, and then he took Saquon Barkley in New York. So this dude know how to pick him. Sure. There's like one dude that know how to pick him. He the dude. Ezekiel Elliott by the Cowboys? Average. Uh, Doesn't that hurt to say? Mm Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon for the Chargers. Now this is the – this one's interesting. So in 2015, this is the last year – that the Rams were in St. Louis. They took Todd Gurley out of Georgia. Todd Gurley was supposed to be a dude. He was a dude for a while. Hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. Getting hurt is the part that does you wrong. Hey, on the position that gets hit the most and the hardest? Yeah. Huh. How novel. Trent Richardson was uh, maybe the biggest bust of all time for the Browns. Doug Martin we talked about a little bit. He was okay for a couple years. Mark Ingram... He had a career. He did it the hard way, too. He was never a dude, but he had a career. He did it the hard way. C.J. Spiller, I don't think, really hit the heights that people thought he was going to. Yeah, screw that guy. I wasted so many fantasy (laughs) picks thinking he was about to turn it around. You had me fooled, C.J. Javid Best with a miss. Beanie Wells was a miss. No, Sean Marino was a miss. Donald Brown was a miss. Chris Johnson was not a miss, but he never got his teams over the hump. That's the last time Tennessee took a running back. Adrian Peterson is a terrible human being. Cedric Benson was garbage. Ronnie Brown had one good game against the Patriots. I legit forgot about the human being, Beanie Wells. Who is Chris Perry? Who? TJ Duckett. Oh, here's a funny one. So the Ravens, last time they took a running back was Jamal Lewis. We talked about him. He went for 2,000 yards one year. I guess you're not counting Lamar Jackson then because that would be the last time the Ravens took Sure. Yeah. And then you're back into the 90s. William Floyd, what? Daryl Thomas, Blair Thomas, Keith Byers, Ray McDonald, never heard of him. So there you go. Weird, dude. Replaceable. You know who's replaceable? Even Austin Eckler. I see the phone lines are lighting up, but let's go to break first. When we get back, friend of the show hotline here on the Sports Animal. Money says it's somebody named Wayne. Huh. It's always somebody named Wayne. Tune on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
Back on the program, Sports Animal Hotline, friend of the show, Wayne. Wayne, welcome. This is Bucky from, like, the con. Bucky. What's that, brother? Um, no, a different Bucky. Anyways, uh, are you guys talking about the running back position because of B. John Robinson? Most likely he might go in the first round. My fellow Texas Longhorn, by the way. Um, I think, honestly, though, I think you can make the same argument, though, for quarterbacks. If they're not in the right system, we could be doing the exact same analysts with quarterbacks picked in the first round and how much success they had over the last 15, 20 years. And it's all about system. And I think the same thing for running backs. Running backs maybe have a shorter shelf life because they're hit a lot more. But if you have the right system to for a running back, they could be successful. I mean, we haven't really seen it since the 90s when – when we had a like a, with Emmett Smith being in a long uh, long season with his team because he had an offensive line that protected him. I mean, Barry Sanders was probably the best running backs ever, but he ended his career early because he never had a line to protect him. And I think when it comes to running backs, if you're willing to invest a first round with a running back, you need to make sure that you have the right uh, system around them so that they can be successful. You can't just expect to get a first rounder and say, oh, uh, he was a bust, but don't put anything in place to work with them. And I think sometimes coaches and organizations forget that. They think, well, he's a good running back. He's going to get injured. We'll see how well he does and then just move on to get the next one. And I think the, the, the barometer of how successful a running back is in a league, especially for uh, picking him in the first round, you need to make sure you have the system and or alignment to protect them um, so they can be successful in your investment. But, but that's just my take on that. I think sometimes we we uh, scrutinize too much of, of these, these players and when they get picked, but sometimes they don't fall into the right system or the right scheme to, to allow them to be successful. And that could be said for any position. That's Let's dra- do this. In the first I round. think you're very right, Wayne. And let us break that down when we get back from the break. Van, you will leave that one. For sure. Good call. Heck yeah. I love the segment where I tell you how many quarterbacks have been taken by every team and how bad they all are. We do that segment often. This one. We have to remind this viewership evergreen. Like, how many busts there are in the quarterback position. Get ready for J.P. Lossman talk whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Back live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spent our evenings, boys, drinking Teller Vodka. Yes, what's up? Chris Lurg joining us at 530. Also, Van's getting strong and Evolve Strong while I'm eating lunches over at the 6-6 Diner. Don't forget, you can come hang out with your boys tomorrow at ABQ Axe. Let's go. Oh, baby. Come back. So stoked. ABQ Axe, one of the... OG friends of the shows. They were down since day one-ish. Day oneers, baby. Yeah. Excited to have them back. Going to do the program. Chris Burnett will be out there with you, Van. Going to uh, do radio and throw axes. Or throw radio and do axes. I don't know which. All my axes. Say it. Did their taxes. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, you think so? All my axes did their taxes. The Chicago Bears have five first-round draft picks, okay? At quarterback. Uh-huh. I guess that's not right. Because when did they take the Fields kid? 21? Yes. So they have six, okay? The Fields kid, jury's out. Mitch Trubisky, and we're talking about this because friend of the show, Wayne, called him the Sports Animal Hotline. 
Mitch Trubisky in 2017 would have been terrible everywhere. No, he'd be slightly below average everywhere. Like, he is a fantastic backup, but you don't want him playing 17 no. games for your NFL franchise. Rex Grossman in 2003 had one year when he was playing with Devin Hester. Cade McNown, I'll handle that one for you, man. Okay. Who? The brother of Josh McNown. Don't know if you know that. Jim Harbaugh, 1987. Better coach than player, and that's only slightly. Jim McMahon, 1982. There you go. Super Bowl champion. Got a chip. Not because of him. Had that running back. Yeah. And that defense. Oh, you're talking about WWE superstar William the Refrigerator Perry? Chris, I believe Van's talking about WWE superstar William the Refrigerator Perry. Amongst oh, others. talking about Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, WW, WCW superstar, member of the Four Horsemen, Mongo McMichael. Is that who you're talking about? Mongo? Is that who you're talking about? Alongside Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit. not say that anymore. <laughs> if it's a self-imposed nickname, I think it's fine. So what is a self-imposed nickname? Like a nickname you make up for yourself? You can't just go around calling people Mongos anymore. That's his name. Really? Yeah. Huh. His name was Mongo. Like his mother gave him that name at birth? Mongo McMichael. It's on an official document? With a From C a hospital? On his helmet. In the county of wherever Mongo's from? His finisher in WCW was the, um, he actually wasn't very good. Finish, you can say. <laughs> it's a good joke. The Bengals have taken six quarterbacks in the first round, and they're doing a little bit better than others, except they don't win no chips. Joe Burrow, jury definitely still out, but that dude is a certified stud. He's a stud. Nailed that one. Carson Palmer. Played a long time. Never played up to the hype, though. Well, that injury. Injury got him. Oh, Arizona. He was a stud. You're talking about the injury that is Arizona? He was a stud. Akili Smith, do you want me to handle this one? Uh, the, He is the Bengals Achilles heel. He was one of the guys that, for some reason, got taken before Peyton Manning. That's so funny. What? David Klinger? Back in 92, no clue. Oh, University of Houston Cougars. Heisman David, Trophy the, David, David the Slinger. Klinger? Yeah. Dang. He had some hype. I loved him in MASH. That's an example of uh, Wayne's uh, system. All your first-round picks. Like he's using running back as an example, but it's any position. Would he have been good? If you don't get put onto a quality franchise. You're not in a good position to succeed. I look at Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones. Who? Exactly. Mac Jones is like the most average quarterback in the NFL. His rookie year went to the playoffs because the Patriots were good. They lost a bunch of good players the next year. Look what happened. They're trying to shop him right now. Yeah. He on the block. For Lamar Jackson. Hey, check the block, y'all. Mac Jones is there. I mean, know back then you didn't want him, but now he's hot. <clears throat> Never heard of Jack Thompson. Cool. Greg Cook. Cool. Greg Cook was also the goalie for the St. Louis Ambush for a lot of years. Really? Yeah, who knew? Huh. Well, you did. The Buffalo Bills took Josh Allen in 2018. All right, cert certified. Yes. Killer. Dude. Surgical. Dude. EJ Manuel. Who? I remember EJ Manuel. Was that Florida State? I believe that was Florida State. Yeah. And then what? Nothing. 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 Tra-la-la. JP Lossman was taken in 2004, and Buffalo Bills fans went... 
Why? Mm-hmm. But why, why? though? Why? But why, though? Hey, seriously? Did you see his last name? His name is Loss Man. He's the Loss Man. You got to know it's going to be a bust. I don't care how far he could throw the ball. He should have legally changed his name before the draft. If you Google him, which I just did. J.P. Wynn, dude. Played at UCLA and Tulane. If you Google him like I just did, mm-hmm. he's not even listed as a football player on Google. He's listed as a football coach. Okay. Congratulations. He turned it around. Yeah. Made something cool. I mean, not a Barack umbrella cool, but something cool. I've heard the program. I don't think I'm going to be a radio host on my Wikipedia page. What are you going to be? <laughs> a lot of life left, brother. <laughs> Jim Kelly, I mean, he might be the standard. Oh, he's so good. He might be the standard. I got you here with the Broncos. Paxton Lynch in 2016. Whoops. Tim Tebow in 2010. Whoops. Should have gave him a longer leash. He was blessed by our Lord and Savior, JC. It was only four years after they took Jake Cutler in the first round. He had promise. Your boy, XFL super stud Tommy Maddox in 1992. Oh, Tommy? That's my dude. You remember when he showed up in the XFL for five minutes, Chris, and did that thing, and then he got re-picked up by, I think, the Pittsburgh Steelers? By thing, you mean throw touchdowns? He was so good at throwing touchdowns. (laughs) The Browns have taken seven quarterbacks in the first round, okay? Hey, a little side note real quick. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Austin Eckler and his contract negotiations. That was earlier, yeah. Did an interview today. This just came to me. Said, uh, worst case scenario, I'll just play out my contract. Yes, Austin, thank you very much. Of course you will. Because you already have a contract. Anyways, go on there. I got a review one time on my performance at my job. Ooh, and they, okay. were like, they were like, hey, we think it would be best if you stepped away. I said, in the most official email I can possibly ever send you, I'm clearly stating that I am not stepping away. You will pay me until the expiration of this contract. Made my decision. I'm taking my talents to right here and not yeah. going anywhere else. I'm taking my talents back to my office. <laughs> Thank you for affording me one. Baker Mayfield, garbage. Johnny Manziel, garbage. Brandon Whedon, garbage. Brady Quinn, garbage. Tim Couch, garbage. Bernie Kozar, okay. Okay. Mike Phipps, I'm assume garbage. Cleveland should never, ever take a quarterback in the first round ever again. Mm-hmm. God, dude, I cannot ever stop thinking about how much you loved Baker Mayfield when he got drafted. I'm obsessed with how much you loved Baker Mayfield when he got drafted. I'm still a Baker guy. Put him in the right situation. I don't know if you know this, but the Cleveland Browns organization is not the situation. It's not what one would refer to as good. I'm even so as we're going through this list and we're going through it alphabetically because it's easier. But as we're going through this list, I'm looking for one guy who left a team who was drafted in the first round to go on and be successful somewhere else. We've not seen it yet. How about Matthew Stafford's first year away from Detroit? Immediately won the Super Bowl. Immediately. First year he leaves Detroit. It's like, oh, this is what it's like. Huh. Thanks. 
I was always wondering what that Everlast yeah. song would be in real life. Uh, what it's like? Mm-hmm. The Everlast song. Mm-hmm. The what, guy from like, House of Pain, whenever he started his own band called Everlast, and he released Whitey Ford Sings the Blues. Which is probably a number one hit the year Matthew Stafford was drafted. 2009, so it was definitely <laughs> a number one hit way before that. <laughs> you might know what it's like to have to lose. House of Pain had one banger, but it's a stadium anthem banger of of, of all time. Epic proportion. Jump. Jump around. So I thinking felt, of, you're thinking of crisscross. I was actually thinking of Van Halen. Do you want to keep going? Oh, okay. <laughs> as far as stadium bangers go, there's like an upper echelon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if House of Pain can be topped. Okay, write this down. It's another varsity. That's a different varsity. There's like 17 Jock Jam albums out. You don't know that. You're just making up a number. Oh, yeah. Now that's what I call Jock Jams. There you go. The anniversary of Stadium Bangers. We need to put that on our future list because <laughs> we we're going to put out some uh, some quizzes on the interwebs on our social media. Right. So usually the I nine varsity. Are these quizzes are predetermined polls. polls? Okay. There were five usually jam records. Oh wow. That's still a lot. That's yeah. it's four more than I knew to have existed. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I only thought there was one. Do, do, do. Come on, Chris. I don't I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Do, do, do. Hey! Oh, do, 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 do. Thank you. I'm sorry. I did do, do, do. <laughs> sorry, I meant to do not, na, na. Hey. You're doing Susan Vega. We Will Rock You would be on there? Of course we will rock you. Hold on, save it, because we'll do the I-9 Varsity, because as... I just previously stated we're going to put some polls on the interwebs for predetermined varsity. What am I saving this for? Usually I-9 varsities are just picked at random throughout the program. Correct. And shortly in the future, we're going to give the audience a chance to choose the I-9 varsity. You mean we didn't pre-plan the I-9 varsity of social norms that you'll get railroaded for if you break them? No. Like we didn't plan that? That's, that's just a thing. On the spot, freestyle, baby. Game day bangers, like stadium day bangers. I mean, there's a lot of them, dude. To uh, to piggyback on your point of all these busts of first-round picks, it happens for every position, but most notably the quarterback position, which is the least likely of first-round picks to be all pros. In the last 25 years, 57 quarterbacks – have been drafted in the first round. There have been, count them, one, two, three all-pros taken in the first round. That is insane. Linebacker position is the highest percentage, 26.4%. Quarterback, 5% of first-round picks become all-pros. That's a crapshoot of all crapshoots. It's gambling. You're gambling. I think the last quarterback to go in the first round, and I'm saying last, I'm not saying only. And don't give me the Eli Manning for the Chargers, but the the Giants, that doesn't count. Mm. The last dude to be drafted, that's not Matt Stafford. To not be great where drafted and to go on to be really good is probably the 49ers' Alex Smith. 
He's the one guy that, like, left a thing and got considerably better. He was pretty good before. And he wasn't. The 49ers were not the business. He was not. Now, he ended up being the business in Kansas City. I feel. Can I interject on this? Oh, Drew Bledsoe. Are you going to say Drew Bledsoe? No, I I think that what happened was is Harbaugh came in and saw what his skills were and showed people how you could use him, and then they did well, and then they were able to let him go, and he was able. Other people were able to. No, well, because use they, him. because they loved him. Yeah. Until his leg got shattered. Yeah. Didn't come back though. He'll come back to you. There are other quarterbacks that haven't gone in the first round and gone on to other squads and do really good. The Chargers again. Drew Brees. Kurt Warner. All right. First of all, you say his name with respect. You don't say it with a variation of question. <laughs> I'm saying with question because you didn't bring it up. Well, he's not a first round. Not draft. a first round draft pick. Oh, that's true. Not even a draft pick. No. Just walked on oh, at Green I'm sorry. Bay. I thought you meant Undrafted. He, yeah. Gotcha. Just walked on at Green Bay. He was just lying there. Yeah, he showed up. He was lying there on the floor there. And then he met uh, Kurt Warner, and he was like, listen, I'm the best. Or excuse me, he met Brett Favre, and he was like, listen, I'm the best human being on earth, and you're Brett Favre. I got to go. I'd rather go work at a grocery store. Yeah. He saw the Brett Favre coming a long time ago. There's no good first-round quarterbacks to ever get drafted to have success with a different team, ever. Like, I'm looking at the list. Baker Mayfield has a shot this year. Yeah, maybe. He's got some good weapons. Buck's still got good receivers. Just the whole rest of the team is garbage. Hey, you know who will be that dude? Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's that dude wherever he goes. He will. He's yeah. that upper echelon talented. That's different. Daniel Jones might be end up being that dude. In his next job? Yeah. Well, they paid him like they don't want him to go anywhere. Well, that's a good point. Definitely not Matt Ryan. Definitely not Carson Wentz. Two of the, I guess, the verdict is out a little bit. Yeah, none of these dudes. Like, if you are a first-round quarterback, you're only going to be good with that team because you have no opportunity to be good anywhere else. Because also, I think if you... If you go out there and try, right? You go out there and give it the the whatevers. I guess Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was good with the Broncos, but he was already good with the Colts. Back to our original subject. Running backs have the highest bust rate of all first-round picks. Quarterbacks are second. 46%, almost 47%, which is almost 50%. Flip a coin. Running backs taken in first round or bust. Isn't that crazy? 40% of quarterbacks. From the texter, John Elway. I don't think he counts because he didn't really play with the Colts. He went to the USFL or whatever and yeah, did that thing. Yeah. So I don't, like, I'm just not counting that, but I do see that conversation. 13 shorts minutes away from Chris Lurig. He'll be joining us live in studio. In studio. Also, Kyle Beterwolf will be with he. New friend of the show, Kyle That's Beterwolf. That. Talking about some young business. Young biz, new rapper name called it. I believe that's taken. Really? I Just Google it real quick before we go to commercial. Okay, hold on. There's no way that's not taken. Which spelling? <laughs> the rap version? Y-U-N-G-B-I-Z. Uh, young Bizzle. 
There is a okay, there's a young biz on SoundCloud. Of course, there is. Young Bizzle is the first result. Let's check out Young Biz on Spotify. Mm, you don't need to play anything on here. I I assure you, it's not edited for the radio. They're I all, assure you, all ease. Well, <laughs> the best NBA story that could possibly be happening is happening tonight. I'll give you that whenever we get back. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to Two Men On. Let's go. Yeah. Can't write a better script, man. I thought we are going to come back to Young Biz. Oh, I told you. Not what? safe for Whoops. radio consumption. The young ba- Bizzle. The Battle of L.A. commences tonight as the Lakers and Clippers tied at 41 and 38 apiece in the season. Look to overtake the six seed. You're like, oh, that's cool. That's like a fun story. Yeah. It's Westbrook's first game back in Los Angeles. Ooh. <laughs> First game in Los Angeles playing the Lakers. Well, I guess it's for He's season. been in Los Angeles the whole time yeah. as he plays for the Clippers. Correction. Everything <laughs> Van said. But you get what But I also, mean. he's back. He's going to absolutely go off or he's going to absolutely um, expletive the bed. Well, I don't even know if LeBron James or Anthony Davis is playing, so I think it's going to be smooth sailing for the Clips. Russell's been balling out. Anthony Davis played last night on back-to-back nights. Those dudes don't traditionally play. No. Load management. Manage this load. Wait, what? Hold on. Correct. They can go to the fifth seed. So double correction on my point. But I set it up poorly, but you get the point. Yes. The point is it's going down. All these teams that are trying to get out of the play-in game into the guaranteed playoff spots all have the same number of losses. Anything could happen in the last three games. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. Clippers had four days off. What's going to happen? Clipper going to win this one. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Everything's fine. So you said everyone for the Lakers. The Lakers are going to win the rest of them and sneak in. Dang. We doing our playoff preview yet? No. Okay. No. Saving these burning hot takes for our playoff preview show. I always just pick the Lakers in the playoffs anyways. Okay, never mind. Broke the fourth wall. (laughs) It's the Lakers. The Lakers are winning the championship. Always the Lakers. Yeah. A healthy LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis, unstabitable. We saw that new building going up for the Clippers. It looks nice. The new stadium, I guess, is the word you want to use? Not yet, but it will eventually look nice. L.A. is L.A. 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 Uh, Have you been to Clippers new pavilion in L.A.? That's Kind of by Inglewood. Uh, that's northern Inglewood. Yeah. That's Hawthorne in L.A. You have to take the five. That's what I'm saying. There's more of a buzz around the Clippers than I knew existed because we were just there. Everything was clippered out. Unless you feel like L.A. just. Now, hear, hear me out. Yeah. It's kind of like water. You don't need to advertise for water. You're talking about the Lakers. Yeah. The yeah. Lakers don't need to put up billboards. They're the Lakers. That's a really good point. Lakers don't need a, commercials. Uh, I didn't see a WWE Clippers jersey at the store. Oh, I did. Ooh. I did. Hold up. I did. Oh, okay. There was a Chargers. Yeah, there was a Chargers. Was there a Clippers one? There was a Clippers. There was oh. a Rams. There was a Dodgers. Dodgers. I thought there was every L.A. team represented except there was. No, there was. for the Clippers. I promise. Okay. I believe you. I didn't see it. WWEshop.com. Okay. Maybe they were sold out. Oh. Nope. Nope. No, they were not. I don't hate that as an idea. 
So this isn't the big game I think it is. This is actually the Lakers out back-to-back nights, and the Clippers had four days of rest, and the Lakers are going to set all their starters, and the it's Clippers are going to pull away with it. Smooth sailing for the Clip show. Congratulations. Unless LeBron goes off, like just goes off. Be sweet. But she's waiting for the playoffs to do. You got one more season as a Laker after this, then he's going to be forced to go wherever his son gets drafted. It is going to be must-see TV. Yep. I am so excited. But he'll take a million dollars in salary, and then he will buy into the ownership group. Mm-hmm. And it will be that will be the move. And I will love it. Love everything about it. Also, every time the, the Clippers play the Lakers, it's like game seven. Like, they want to win that so bad. The Clippers want to be relevant because they haven't been relevant since Lob City. Paul George, Kawhi, the ghost of Russell Westbrook, they should be better than they are. You know, it's kind of a weird thing, too, about all those teams in California because three through six, you could have the Kings, the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Clips. Like, California could be getting – California might be in, like, a low-key, like a golden age of basketball right now. It's bonkers to me that Sacktown is the best team in California. That doesn't make no sense to me either. I looked at that roster. They're all rookies. Rookies in second year, guys. Who are these dudes? The dudes that are going to lose to the Lakers in the first round. A couple dudes joining us whenever we get back. Kyle and Chris, let's go. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. I'm pulling up my calendar. I'm looking for some here. Today's the 5th. Thursday the 13th. Oh, look at that. I'm wide open. Oh, I'm not. I'm not wide open. I'm going to the Young Professionals of Albuquerque Citywide Mixer. Let's go. Yeah. Joining us on the program, Chris Lurig and Kyle Beaterwolf. Beaterwolf. You know it. No, I don't. That's why I'm saying it multiple times. Beaterwolf. I wonder how many Beaterwolfs there are total in New Mexico. Answer that. And let's take the Pepsi Challenge versus Nunley. <laughs> My last name is Slow. Excellent point. Hey, there's a lot of slow people in New Mexico, just not the last name. Kyle Biederwolf of the Young uh, Professionals of Albuquerque and Chris Lurig, friend of the show and uh, New Mexico's Vodka Teller Vodka. Welcome, boys. What's up? So what's up? It's a a mixer? Are there sports? That's my number one question. Are you incorporating sports somehow into this mixer at Revel next Thursday? You know, you can uh, bet your bottom that there's going to be some cornhole going on. Count that. Count that. You know, well, there's going to be a variety of different people. You know, I think you can walk up to somebody and say, how do you feel that the Lobos season went this year? And you're going to get a variety of different answers from those. How many drinks in? Are you going to ask that question? <laughs> ask it multiple times during yeah. the night. Speaking of drinks, free food, drink specials from Teller Vodka. Chris, what's up? You just, Teller Vodka is in everything now? Like, like no. you, you, crack, you crack the egg of the boys and now all of a sudden, <laughs> like. Like, you got the drip? You're just out everywhere? What's up? No, we're back at the OGs right here. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. So you got you do have a cool thing going on, and it's uh, it's the Young Professionals of Albuquerque. Uh, so Van is or is not in? What are the rules on this? So I guess the over-under on, <laughs> on the age of the Young Professionals of Albuquerque is uh, 39 years and 364 days. Oh, oh come uh, on! All right, can I put in, like, an application for the next year? I want to make sure I at least have the – I want to have the T-shirt because Van can never have the T-shirt. That's just a, a ridiculous <laughs> qualifier that makes no sense. Look, 39-and-a-half-year-old, you know you're not young. Get out of here. <laughs> you, know, you know what you are. Just because I'm 41, don't think you're better than me, 39-and-a-half-year-old. You're not. 
100%. You totally are. I mean, yeah. God, you're totally are. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's factual. You're better than me. Van and I are going to come out. Uh, who are we going to meet? What's going to be going on? What's what's going to be the energy out there at Revel? Yeah, you know, this is an annual event that I am going to come out. Van's not coming. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> forgot the rules. Are you checking IDs? Yeah. What's the? Uh, how's this work? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be the guy at the front that waves Van through. I'll be like, come uh, on, man. He, with the question, who do you know here? He'll he'll know uh, Kyle Beaterwolf there. No, we're going to have a great time. You know, this is the, the fifth annual time that this has happened. We had to stop during COVID, um, but we're really excited. We have over 30 partner organizations across the city that are helping us spread the news about it and get people there. Um, when Chris and I were riding up the elevator, we just checked the RSVP totals, and we have over 270 young folks already Whoa, registered to It's go. one higher now. Oh, okay, you're, there you're we using go. the word young. <laughs> Let's get back to this 39-and-a-half-year-old thing. Come on. First 150 individuals through the door. What, drink ticks? What's up? What oh, man, I was the first 150 to register. Oh, I missed oh, it. Oh, boo. Oh, no. All right, I'll tell you what. But, you know, I think you know a guy over here, so you might be able to get a free uh, free teller drink that night. If you're a friend of the show currently tuned in and you want to join me, not Van, at the Young Professional of Albuquerque Citywide Mixer at Revel Entertainment Concert Venue next Thursday night, April 13th, 6 to 9 p.m. So I'm going to come over there right after the show. 6 to 9? 6 to 9. Nice. It's past Van's bedtime. That's duh. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Van. I take my metal musical at 8.15. You re- <laughs> That's Once I leave the, the Golden Corral, I lay straight down. If you go to YPABQ.org, that's YoungProfessionalABQ.org, YPABQ.org, and you register for the Citywide Mixer, you text the program, the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246. I'll make sure when you meet me there that uh, drink's on me. I got a drink on you that night. So there you go. It's free drinks, Fred. Well, got it covered. <laughs> hey, speaking of drinks, can we talk about this yet, Chris? What's up? Well, what are we cool. sipping on right now? Right there. What's up? <laughs> What's up with this? What, what did I just put in my mouth? <laughs> the best thing you've ever had. That's the best thing that's ever in my mouth. Are you, are you saying names and stuff on air yet? Yeah. Okay. So oh. this is Teller Tea. This is going to be our Teller Tea. Okay, let's go. When does it let's debut? Go. It's delicious. Uh, this is probably June-ish. Ooh, perfect timing. Uh, yeah, we'll do a launch party. I feel like we should do a launch party. Maybe do a little something on 10 drink minimum. Let me see if I can book you real quick. Hold on. Where's the biggest back porch we could drink this on in Albuquerque and invite our friends? I also would like to, I would like to man the grill. I don't make sides, but I will grill. Manfred the grill. Nice. Now, Chris Burnett, you can't taste this yet because you're making the show go around. What is your level of jealousy? I'm very jealous. Uh, I'm a big Twisted Tea fan, so I'd really love to try Teller Tea. If you like Twisted Tea, those losers... Are way down the pecking yeah. order now. Mm-hmm. You should see the viral video. Teller we have T's in, in the house, baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our viral video, it's going to be a complete assault. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, take it back. I think there's a little bit of libel involved. 4720 Alexander Boulevard Northeast. Uh, that's obviously right over there by Top Golf. Everyone knows where it's at. Uh, that new concert venue over there is kind of incredible. You been inside yet? Oh, yeah, totally. I, I was there for a concert a couple of weeks ago. Which show? Uh, the Subtronic show, EDM. My ears hurt and my neck hurt for days afterwards, but it was worth it. Well, know? I know that song. <laughs> the ears hurt song? Uh, the one that where it's my neck, my back. Ah. Uh, is that a, it's a different song? You're not, your neck and your back isn't supposed to hurt. You're not 40 yet, Fred. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're still young. What's it like to look down the mountain and just see us just scaling behind you? I have so no scared. idea. My vision's so poor now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, Revel Entertainment's been a big partner on this. They've 
they are basically giving us the spot for free. I think yeah. they, they understand what we're trying to do here by trying to build community with all these young people. And what a better way to show off your brand new concert venue than getting a couple hundred people in there, getting some drinks in there and talking to them about it. Love it. And I, so obviously everyone that's kind of on the board over there is going to be a part of it and, and all those organizations you work with. Who's the who's the big push right now for helping young professionals of Albuquerque? Who's who's really putting it out there doing the best? Totally. Well, first of all, two men on. Let's Thank go. You all oh, for yeah, having yeah, yeah. Well, one old man and one man on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I got to gotta. gotta thank my boy Chris over here, you know, Teller and Safe House has been a big partner for us throughout the last couple of years, Revel Entertainment and our major sponsor this year is Real Time Solutions, you know, they're doing great work for the state, so shout out Chris Schroeder my boy over there, Um, we just appreciate everybody kind of digging in and really diving into what we're trying to do with this thing I like that, strong work my favorite thing about these events is they start off with everyone like, hey, grab my business card do it, but then it always dissolves to like, let's talk NFL Mm -hmm. let's talk yeah let's talk baseball let's talk and i'm like okay there's the language because i'm not smart enough i'm not capable enough i'm not charismatic enough but what i am is i'm really good at reciting stats from uh the 1990 mighty ducks hockey team yeah i don't know anything about (laughs) are we going to talk nasdaq i've already had two drinks let's talk about let's talk about the 2015 kansas city royals or something (laughs) you know you know, they laid down more sacrifice bonds in the postseason than any other team ever. Yeah. Yes, I did know that. I did know that. That's how, That's my release. That's what happened to Eric Hosmer? It, that's a good reference. That's a super <laughs> good reference. What else is up at Teller Vodka right now? Watermelon walk-off just going off the shelves like crazy over at Isotopes Park? Well, yeah, Isotopes just started, so it's releasing now again. So this summer, actually these ones, we'll taste them here in a little bit. These are the new formulation. Ooh. Whoa, what does that mean? Hole up. I love the old one. Is this new Pepsi? Is this new Coke? Kind of, but way better. Okay. <laughs> is this Pepsi clear? No, they, they didn't really change the recipe. They slightly tweaked it to make what was already a 10 turned it into an 11. At least 11.5. Okay. You heard it there first, 11 and a half. And you could have your chance to try it. Am I wrong? This Friday at Isotopes Park, right next to Two Men On's booth. What? You, you were coming out wrong. You hanging out? What's up? If you text me nicely. You don't invite me to things. <laughs> we're out at WrestleMania all weekend. We're in we're in Ally. Ally. Chris Lurg is texting Chris Burnett nonstop. And I'm like waiting for my phone to ring at all. Just I want one I want anything. You don't like Malort. No. <laughs> Chris is you were in Chicago. And you, Malort. Yeah, and you were like, I'm living the dream up here. And I'm like, no, I'm living the dream in LA. It's not you. Chris Burnett was living the dream, friends with everyone. <laughs> Boys, stick it through the break because we're going to do today's I-9 Varsity when we get back. Today's I-9 Varsity, I-9 Varsity of social norms that will absolutely get you railroaded if you break them. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Ten short minutes from Josh Sushan joining us on the program. Let's go on that. Okay. Today's I-9 Varsity, league office 280 and I-9sports.com, 505-312-4999, registry your kids. Now they got them programs going on, soccer clinics. Well, that's the big one for registration right now. So it looks like it's just soccer clinics. Okay, pretty cool. Which is fine. It's cool if you're into soccer. No, that is anything wrong with that. Earlier in the program, we were talking about um, this medical service horse that we saw at Isotopes Park. Yeah, the I don't know if he's a great Dane. He seemed like a really good Dane. Yeah, he was Yeah, he was like a, one of the He's cooler, an above-average Dane. One of Let's the be cool, real here. cooler Danes I had ever met. So anyway, Solid six of a Dane. It was wearing one of those uh, medical assistant things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows you cannot pet someone's medical dog 
You cannot do that. Right. Kyle Beaterwolf and Chris Lurie joining us. You cannot do that. So what are some social norms that will absolutely get you bombarded if you break them in public? This is today's I-9 Varsity. You want me to go first? Kick it off, brother. Cutting in line. If I'm at Isotopes Park and I'm lined out for Teller Vodka at the Teller Vodka stand and someone walks in front of me, not only am I berating, not only am I bombarding, I'm getting everyone around me too because they've all been wrong just as wrong as I have. Oh. Cutting in line, social norm. You'll catch it. It's a great answer. Yes. But I got a little catch-22 for you, brother. I do it all the time. We do it all the time. <laughs> I don't think – I can't remember the last time I waited in a line. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, cowards. Super. Okay, here's one. <laughs> okay. That you should never do. And one that I definitely never do. All right. Listen to music out loud oh. on your phone. Oh, gosh. Look, just line these people up. Mm-hmm. We got the old French guillotines in storage somewhere. Correct. Probably Let's France. just end this problem all at once. Just do like Rey Mysterio. Take off your belt. Just whoop them. Okay. Niche reference. All WWE fans out there watching WrestleMania, they're going to get that one. <laughs> Kyle. The other 99% do not know what that means. Kyle, what do you got? So, you know, social norm dressing appropriately for the occasion, right? If you, sure. If you show up to the pit wearing an Aggie sweatshirt or oh. something. Yeah, that's a very good answer. Going with the opposing team. That's gonna You're going to catch some heat? Excellent answer. I like Probably that answer. From me specifically. Chris Lurg, did you bother to do your homework on this one? Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I by got, the way, Chris, I got one. Oh, we, had okay. to, we, we already tried the up-and-coming, about-to-be-released sometime this summer, mm-hmm. Teller Tea, which is fantastic. But we got this new recipe watermelon walk-off right here. Oh, my God, this kills. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. It's ready for the summer. <laughs> Ooh. Since you don't have an example, Chris, can I ask you one very specific question? All right, go ahead. Getting your chili on the side. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible answer. It's perfectly acceptable. It's acceptable just to leave the chili in the back. Chris Burnett, what do you got? Not looking people in the eye when you're doing a cheers. Mm. What, oh. the, what if it's multiple people cheering? Oh, yeah, you still got to look people in the eye. Like all of out. them at once? Oh, I've been called out. When you <laughs> when your glass touches their glass, you have to look at them. Yep. What if they're blind? Is this an out? Answer that out? question. Then what if they are? You have to ask somebody for their blanket at the Isops Park. That's nice. <laughs> 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 Now, this one I know is a Chris Lurig special because he refuses to do it. Not holding doors for others when they're walking behind you. Chris, you refuse to do that for people. To not hold it? Yes. You will let it slam shut right in front of me. You've done it multiple times. I haven't. You treat me like that. No, I haven't. Also, that's a a really intimate one because there's not groups of people, so I don't necessarily know. So I'll go with talking (laughs) on your phone speaker. I don't need to hear your personal conversation with your auntie. Which, by the way, I'm New Mexican now. I say auntie. With your auntie over your speakerphone, miss me with that. Take that off the list. Okay, I got a big one. All and right. this is what, let me tell you a little secret about the dating world. Mm-hmm. If you want to get to know the character of the person you're just getting to know, mm-hmm. take them to a restaurant and have them mess up their order on purpose. You see how they treat the server, and you know if you can continue in the relationship or not. So next on my I-9 varsity of social norms you can't break, it's being mean to servers. Okay, I like that one. These are the worst of the worst people. 
Most of these mistakes aren't their fault. It's too interesting. The only mistake is you just damaging your life so bad, you have to be mean to strangers to feel better. That's the only thing you got going on. Here's the problem with your example. It's so intimate. It's just between you three people. This is not as good as, like, the person who shows up to the park and takes their dog off the leash. Like, that person it's, needs to hear about it. It's not your turn, Fred. Oh, is interrupting what if that on the list? Been, what if that? Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> Two for one. Kyle? You know, let's let's just picture Fred's auntie is just walking down the street, right? <laughs> the social norm you can't break is you you have to yield for pedestrians. You can't just full okay. send right mm-hmm. to Fred's auntie. I mean, what did she do to you? I mean, let's be honest. She might be asking for it. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know your auntie. Let's no, let's be honest here. I got a lovely auntie. Well, Chris Lurig. Oh, I had to do more than one. No. <laughs> Chris is like all the social norms I know. I learned in the library, so I, I, I don't break any of them. I follow every rule. <laughs> Chris is the guy who purposely would not rewind his his blockbusters. He's like, forget it, not in. I'll take that ninety nine cent hit. I don't care. Chris Lurig, last one. <laughs> um. Saying bomb at the airport. No, don't do that. that <laughs> okay. Federally speaking. Uh, Chris Burnett. Because in Chicago, uh, you, someone you triggered did that. Me. <laughs> I'd say people driving slow because they're talking on their phone. That's what, mm. that's what I would yell out my window at them. On a real hyper-specific one, have you ever ridden in the car with someone who like is looking for an address or a street and they turn the radio down for some reason? <laughs> that drives me crazy. What are you doing? That has nothing to do with it. As someone who's not a um, young business professional anymore, I do that every time I'm looking for an address. <laughs> One more time, Kyle, give me the uh, give me the deets on the event next Thursday. Citywide Mixer next Thursday, free event for all young professionals. And for those that are on the cusp, like Van, we're going to be Thank over you. at <laughs> Revel Entertainment. 300 people are already registered, man. It's going to be a ton of fun, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Let's say Tyler Lovely goes, who has no skills or aspiration in life. Can you give him direction? We might we might throw Tyler Lovely on the mic. I've seen him before. He's hilarious. We, we might no just throw him there. Aspiration. We got one guy who can vouch already. <laughs> <laughs> He's a headliner. That's right. Good job, boys. You taking all these drinks or are you leaving them? Leaving them. Oh, you're the best of all time. <laughs> Gotta keep you hydrated. Chris Lurie, Guitar Vodka. Thank you, brother. When we get back, the voice of your Albuquerque Ice Dubs, Josh Sushan. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D! Sports Animal. Back on the program. Live from Isotope's Ballpark. Josh Sushan, he's joining us. Josh, welcome to the show, brother. I'm 100% the guy who, number one, is in hearing an echo. So okay. We yeah, get, that, yeah, we'll get you there. Awesome. Get you out of audition. We got you. Keep going. I am 100% the guy who needs to turn down the volume in the radio in his car when I need to focus, whether that is directions, (laughs) whether that is just anything. I need full focus on the road. Turn the volume down so I can focus. So years ago, I even brought this one up. Years ago when I was a child, I was a pizza delivery guy. This was like in my early 20s. And the guy that trained me how to pizza deliver, he would turn down the radio every time he looked for an address. And I remember, like, going to my people and going, I believe, I believe this guy's a serial killer. <laughs> like, this is, this is not healthy behavior, not at I all. I think it's really smart behavior, and I think you should have listened and paid attention and let him be a little bit of a role model for you. Uh, you were talking about being in the car, Josh. Did you have to take the ice scraper from it to your broadcast booth tonight? Because last night, it was chillers, my man. It was. It was definitely chillers. Bull, put it this way. I have windows up. 
Windows are up in the in the booth. Now I still have a heavy jacket on. I got a heater just in case, but the windows are up. <laughs> it's well, considerably nicer weather today, though. It sure is. I mean, the, the flags are barely moving, and that's the key. Just no wind. That's T- fine. Temperature was 43 degrees. Coldest in um, the coldest home opener in Isotopes Park history. Dipped to 36 degrees before the final out. Winds were in the 30 to 40 mile per hour gusty zone. And you just, Sean, you were calling uh, just a heck of a game as the Isotopes mounted a big comeback, came back and won. And now uh, game two and our boy Noah Davis on the on the bump tonight. Yeah, and the Isotopes are three and one. We're in first place. Way to go. You know? And, um, you know, so Clint Hurdle's in town, right? Hey, and hung on a little bit last night. Yeah, he's he was the manager of the Rockies when they went to the World Series. He's just like this awesome dude who's just so full of just energy and knowledge. It's always so much fun when he's around. And I'm just talking to him at the cage today, and it's always interesting when you're just, you know, talking to somebody, and then they bring up something without you having to bring it up. Love it. And he just immediately starts talking about winning. And it's, he, he didn't, like, use the word apologize, but he was like, we, we, it was a concerted effort to get you guys better players this year, is what he told me. He went out of his way to say it was a concerted effort by the Rockies organization to get you guys better players. He said it was not because the number of wins, and he had it memorized, number games that we won last year. And he said, that's not acceptable. We have to do better. And he told me about how they intentionally brought in an enormous number of pitchers to spring training so that the best of the best make it to AAA, and then the best of the best that remains goes to AA and so on. And, I, you know, it was just a really nice thing to hear from because I know a lot of fans are like, hey, you know, we like fireworks and great food and mariachis, but we would also like the isotopes to win. And so I just I wanted to share that with the fans that Clint Hurdle went out of his way to tell me that we wanted to get you better players, and we think we have this year. Josh, speaking of the best of the best, we had the best fans out last night. I was really worried with the weather and the wind that we wouldn't have the best turnout. Even with the coldest home opener in Isotopes history, we still had thousands of people, and we still beat the Oakland Athletics attendance. How about that? (laughs) And not only did they show up, they were loud, especially late in the game. I mean, I'm looking around, and our great camera crew was showing these close-ups of people who were who were bundled up, and they've got beanies on, yet they're still yelling. <laughs> they're making a bunch of noise, and you heard them late in the game as, as we were coming back with four in the seventh and two in the eighth to, to steal one from the Salt Lake Bees. And, I mean, that's what I love about our fans is not just the quantity of them, but just how into games they are and, and what a difference they make. Is Cole Tucker's shoulder okay? Because I noticed he just let the bat sit on it all night last night. Is uh, <laughs> is his shoulder sore? It, it, not only is it not sore, but it's ready to take some hellacious <laughs> cuts tonight <laughs> and do some damage tonight. He had three walks. Is that what it was last night? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, got a 500 on base percentage after three games. Isn't that crazy? And did, he homered sun, Saturday? Is that right? Sunday? Yeah, he homered Sunday. It was a it, it went a long way. Oh it, it was a word that you don't say at the airport. He's going to – there you go. Uh, He's going to end up becoming every Isotopes fan favorite player, right? He kind of has that energy to him. Yeah, I mean, you start with his hair, right? And he, so he immediately, like, stands out, he's right? He's crazy handsome. Yes, yeah, he's above average in the looks department. But he doesn't just rely on hair and looks. Like, he smiles and signs autographs and chats people up and asks how they're doing and looks you in the eye and – all of those things that were not on the I-9 list, he doesn't do any of those things. Sweet. Super sweet. Not only are the Topes in first place, fleece blankets last night, mag- magnet schedules tonight, mariachi T-shirts tomorrow, 
Easter egg hunt on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Everybody in Albuquerque should hit up at least one of these games. Yeah, I was talking to our head groundskeeper, Ed Atala. Good dude. Yeah, and oh my goodness, how amazing did the field look last night? Ooh, kind of perfect. If you think about all new field, right, all new surface, and about the, the amount of rain and snow and how cold it was, and for the field to look the way that it did last night was just staggering. If yesterday was your first Isotopes game, you didn't know there used to be a hill there. Sure. Yeah. Like, it, that just, that, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. That tracks. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And I said to him, all right, so let me get this straight. So it was super cold on opening night, and your field still looked amazing. By Sunday, when we have this Easter egg hunt on the field, please don't let it be 90 degrees where all this chocolate melts into your beautiful grass. <laughs> super sweet breakdown, super sweet analysis. The Isotopes win tonight if they do what, Jay? If they just keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah. You know, like, I love this offense. It's relentless. Like you said, they take walks. They wait for their pitch. They trust the next guy can get it done. They're, look, one through nine, there's not an easy out in this lineup. This is this is a good, good lineup. And then for Noah Davis, look, he got the rust off on opening night. He looked really good the first two innings. And then command kind of got away from him. A couple balls didn't get made behind him. There weren't errors, but they just weren't made. I thought he pitched well on opening night. He's back out there for the second time. And um, I just keep doing what they're doing, man. This is a solid squad. They're a fun team to watch. What they, they give up? They give up four hits last night. Is that what, that's got to be like a low of lows, right? It hadn't happened in a long time, and that's very rare for that to happen in this ballpark. And out of those four hits, three of them were home runs, and one of them was very cheap. One of them was a very, very wind aided home run. The other two were legit, but one of them was a very wind aided. I love the merch for the Isotopes. The Mariachis, the Isotopes, the Dukes, they just kill it on every single kit mm-hmm. they have. But no kit do they have was as good as you looked last night, Sushan. What's up with that? As you were suited and zooted, brother, with the matching bow tie and pocket square. Uh, tell us about your opening day routine. Well, let's see. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big believer that, you know, you look good, you feel good. You talk good or whatever, and so you just, you know, you want that. I remember um, I remember my first year as a newspaper beat reporter, and on opening day I just showed up in a polo shirt and khakis, and the other reporters looked at me, and they're like, kid, you got so much to learn. And I was like, what? And then I realized they were all wearing sport coats, you know, and they were all dressed up, and then they went back to looking like sports writer slobs the second day of the season. <laughs> but on opening night they, they all wore sport coats, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that's what you do. And then from that point on in my career, I felt like I always got to step it up. I, I got to do something. And so sometimes it's just a traditional suit. Sometimes it's an outrageous, colorful, like, sequin Oh, jacket. I've seen that jacket. Love it. Yeah, that's just going to make people laugh and giggle and shake their head. And then sometimes it's a bow tie. Just it's a recognition that this is special, that opening night matters. And it's all about setting the tone for the year. And anytime I can wear a piece of clothing that's going to make someone giggle, then it's worth it. I've been in radio for 20 years. I think 15 years ago, I started a job at the ESPN affiliate in St. Louis. So I was I started this job, and there were dudes wearing cargo shorts at the radio station. And the Venn diagram of dudes wearing cargo shorts and dudes complaining all the time was the exact same circle. <laughs> and I threw away every pair of cargo shorts that I may have accidentally still owned at that point and swore for the remainder of not just my professional career, but my life, that I would never, ever wear cargo shorts again. Best professional decision I ever made. I agree. I don't know what to add other than I agree. <laughs> and I never got in the habit of wearing cargo shorts. But, yes, I'm glad that you snapped your habit. Uh, 
here's the and, other thing. Not to get too much on a soapbox here, yeah, but go. look, we're professionals. We're broadcasters, and even if you're on the radio, you should still bring a certain level of professionalism to what you do. I'm a big believer in dress for the job that you want, not Ooh, the job that you have. I've heard that before. And I'm just a believer that look the part, act the part. It's part of being the job is that you look and act in addition to talking in a professional way. Shout out to 7700 from the Sports Animal text line. Uh-huh. We are asking about uh, first-rounders who turned it around on their second team. He answered Jim Plunkett. We didn't Ooh, mention Jim Plunkett. That's a great answer. It's a very good answer. Very good answer. Josh, who's on the pregame show tonight? Chris Forbes is on the pregame oh, show. Oh, good He's, dude. Yeah, you guys talked to him when you guys were out in, in uh, Scottsdale a couple weeks ago. Still love that you guys came out there and did that. That was awesome. Director and of player I, development for the Colorado Rockies. That's right. Boom. And I wanted to make sure that I covered some topics that you guys did not cover. Oh, so like sports. Overlapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we talked about winning, actually. A lot of it we talked about winning and Clint, what Clint Hurdle brings to the organization, the emphasis on winning, what it means to win. Last night was an example. And we also talked about something that you guys and I should talk in more detail about when we're not up against it, and that is that it's a split-season format this year. First half, second half. It's not two divisions. It's one division, ten teams. First half winner will play the second half winner in the postseason and just what that means for getting in the playoffs and playing baseball games that matter. And so those are among the topics. Chris and I caught up last night, too, in the press box, mm-hmm. and we talked for, I don't know, maybe ten minutes. And uh, the entire conversation was, when are Van and I coming up to Colorado to see a game? And then he named 10 breweries we could go to. Oh, Let's go. yeah. And I said, this is, he knows how to develop, guys. You get the brand. <laughs> he not, he, uh, friend, uh, friend of ours, friend in real life, uh, Ryan LaVarnway, is now doing a pregame show for the Colorado Rockies. doing on an Stud. AT&T Sportsnet. Which, by the way, another conversation for another time is how Bally's is not paying their bill in Minnesota and how Major League Baseball needs to take over broadcasting, and that's a whole other conversation for another time. But we were talking about the success of, like, personalities around baseball a little bit, me and Chris Forbes, and he was saying baseball now is making, like, a conscious effort to get dudes there. Finally. Not just experts, not just insiders. It's, it's guys that are relatable and fun, and, Josh, I think you are a top-tier example of that. Oh, well, thank you. And I and, um but let's why would everyone not be that way it's baseball you can be serious and break down the the axis spin on a slider but most people don't care most people don't understand <laughs> it and even if they do say they understand it they don't really understand it so let's have fun and bring some personality yeah. and enjoy life what color is fernando tatis jr's dreadlocks going to be when he comes off a of suspension hey speaking of fernando tatis <laughs> we're probably going to see him next week in el paso you guys going down we go to El Paso next week, and El Tatis Paso, is probably going to be with the Chihuahuas. Oh, God. Ah, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the 11th through the 16th, the Topes will be in El Paso, or the boy's going to be there. All right, tell you what. If you get a hotel room with two queen beds, we will be there. Who's sleeping in the two beds, and where am I sleeping? Uh, we're going to do rotisserie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rochambeau. All three of us in one bed one night, and then we just we rotate through. <laughs> oh, think, my goodness. You guys snore, don't you? Uh, yeah, but we have a white noise thing because we do Doesn't this so matter. often. Doesn't matter. Abort mission. <laughs> abort plan. So abort plan. Uh, just saying. That's a good plan. Final words, Jay, before we cut you loose? Appreciate you guys. Oh, that's uh, a nice one. There you go. Only took a couple of years. <laughs> Josh Sushan will be bringing you the Isotopes action after this. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys uh, out here, what, Friday? Yeah, but yes, we'll talk sir. tomorrow, but we'll see you guys out here Friday. You'll see me in like 15 minutes. Are you going to wear a... Oh, okay. I'll see you in 15 <laughs> minutes then. <laughs>
Am I going to wear a what on Friday? What's I was going to ask if, if you were going to wear anything special Friday. You got a special jersey planned? Do you have a, a special hat planned? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You got anything special planned for Friday? Yeah, oh. we can't give away our secrets. What are you doing? I don't, pl- I don't plan on my outfits multiple days in advance. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Only reason I didn't wear a suit with you on opening day is because I was freezing. So cool. And I had to wear an Under Armour and a hoodie. Smart. And for so some reason, a Houston Astros hat. Yeah, that was so I want to have laying around. <laughs> Josh, you're getting drowned out by the music. We'll cut you loose. All right, sounds good. Tyler, good job today. Chris Burnett, good job today. Van, final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.